Bounce held out. Brumbies win. The first initial contact. Brumbies win. They're off to the semi-final. On that last play, you definitely got your body height the lowest. Did you feel you definitely got that down? Yeah, I scored it, brother. Um, but initially, I scored it and then he held me up. Um, but hey, it is what it is, man. I, I'm gutted, but honestly, brother, I'm, I'm just truly grateful and blessed, bro, to be here. And I'm um, favourite game for my club and my team, so um, pretty special moment. Um, but yeah, it's good. An outpouring of emotion there from uh, Artie Savia. He said, uh, I scored it, brother, I scored it. Um, and you've got to take Artie's word for it because he is um, that kind of bloke, I think it's fair to say. Um, also a great bloke too is uh, Jeff McTaint, who's uh, with us this morning. Jeff, of course, uh, watching all those uh, Super Rugby quarterfinals with an immense amount of interest. We'll get to uh, Artie shortly, Jeff. But uh, first of all, what did you make of the, the quarterfinals in general? Every home team, of course, uh, being successful. Good morning, Smitty. What a weekend of, uh, of footy it was. And, uh, you know, it was certainly entertaining. Um, all, all of the teams brought in different tactics and, and you certainly knew watching the, the games that it was knockout footy. Um, you know, there was a raise in intensity and obviously I called the Chiefs game down in, in Hamilton against the Reds and uh, we'll get to that shortly. But um, certainly the Reds brought plenty there tactically that I think um, the, uh, you know, the other teams will look at for the Chiefs side. You know, they are vulnerable going into the uh, the semi-finals so it was a, a great weekend of, of footy I think from a uh, you know a challenge perspective who, who got the most out of the weekend I, I think you'd say um, the Chiefs and probably the Brumbies would be the two teams um, that were really tested the most obviously the Crusaders got a roll on in Christchurch uh, Fiji and Drew didn't really fire a shot there and, um, and obviously the Blues whilst being tested early uh, tactically they, they adjusted well against the Waratahs at Eden Park and and scored some good tries and rolled their sleeves up. So I think heading into the weekend, a lot's going to depend on, uh, I think, how the Brumbies travel and uh, and also um, how the Blues and Crusaders back up from, you know, what has been relatively easy wins. Obviously, the Crusaders had, had their injury worries too. So um, an interesting old washed up from the weekend, um, but it's going to be a titanic semi-final battle uh, in, in both matches. Put you, uh, yourself in uh, Michael Hooper's boots. I mean, he must hate the sight or the thought of Eden Park. How often has he come here and been crushed? And they were crushed. Forty-one uh, twelve. That was probably the most complete the Blues have been. I would think this season, just at the right time. Yeah, and as I sort of said at the start, I think, and I spoke to Bowden Barrett after the game as well, and, and he was pleased with the way they they could adjust. I think the the Waratahs uh, brought some good line speed, good intensity early on, and and obviously the Blues' tactic early was to try and put them under pressure with a bit of high ball and some some pick tactic, but they diffused that, and uh, the Waratahs then and and made some really good inroads and scored a really good try up front um, through uh, through Ned Hadigan uh, early on, so. Um, I think the, flick, the switch was flicked when they, they scored that beauty down the left wing and uh, AJ Lamb helped set them up and Finlay Christie finished it. That was when they started getting a roll on. They didn't have a lot of territory, the Blues, and, and I think that's what probably uh, was probably impressive uh, the most in that first half is they managed to get back in the game, score the try uh, just on the stroke of half time, and then dictate terms in the second half by adjusting their game plan. So you've got to remember no Patrick Thorpe-Lotsu, Sam Darry was ruled out as well. So they had James Tucker, and I thought Tom Robinson came in and actually played a really good hand. You know, he... Um, 
he can come in with a hiss and a raw Tom Robinson. He's had his, his history of injuries over the years too, but I thought he played really well. He obviously offers um, plenty on the side of the scrum too. So, um, you know, I, I think, and Bowden sort of said as much after the game, he was impressed with the way they adjusted. Not only did they score some good tries uh, out on the edge, but they also took them on really well uh, up front and, and down the middle of the park. Well, to say the Chiefs weren't at their best is probably disrespecting a, a really brave performance by uh, Brad mm. Thorne. And uh, from the time where Brad Thorne said, I think I've taken this team as far as I can, I'm not going to do it next year, they have actually played some damn fine football. Um, and uh, I think they've just got better and better. Yeah, they have. I mean, that was a, it was an incredible performance by, by the Reds. You take nothing away from them. It was courageous. They, they defended... Um, brilliantly at times, um, just a little bit of discipline inside of their own red zone uh, at times caught them uh, caught them out, you know, the, the Chiefs just piled on phase after phase and, and uh, you know, I just thought the Reds um, were so clinical for long long periods of that game uh, and as I say, just, just letting the Chiefs through the door at the end and a good try to Peter Guts, so I'll call it. The other thing was Damien McKenzie was excellent off the tee. Yeah, sure, a lot of those uh, those uh, chances were, were pretty handy. Um, we know how good he is off the golf tee as well. So he was he was hitting them quickly, but I think he got 19 odd points. Damien, so uh, he he's uh, in some form. Uh, Sean Stevenson had a reasonably quiet night, but again he set up a lovely try for Emory Nadua. So some good things there for the Chiefs, um, who, who still managed to win the game. You got to remember, but a lot of kicking. And I think a lot of uh, you know, a lot of the teams have sort of said, well, look at that. How do you, how do you take on the Chiefs? They were lured into that, that aerial battle by the Reds. And obviously, that was the key tactic coming in. They tried that on a New Plymouth. It worked. And you thought, well, well after the, the Taranaki results, surely things would be different. Yes, the Chiefs were missing players. But you've got to take your hat off to Brad Thorne. He came in with a clear tactic. Um, you know, Tate McDermott and the team executed it. I thought, um, you know, some of their players were, were, were sensational. Vinnie Barlow had an excellent game. Jock Campbell kicked well from the back. So, um, you know, they... They'll, they'll look at that, um, you know, the way they want to play the Brumbies because uh, they play a similar style of game tactically. And, um, you know, they'll believe um, that they can go to Hamilton and, and win that game, especially after holding on against a very good Hurricane side. Right, let's get down to uh, Christchurch where uh, it was uh, cold. Uh, we always thought it would be a little bit difficult for the Drua, but uh, no shame on them. Um, they were whopped 49-8, but uh, to be perfectly fair... Uh, they've had a hell of a second season, for, uh, and they made sure that uh, everyone that goes to Fiji now uh, will treat them with the utmost respect because at home they're going to be very, very tough. The Crusaders mm. uh, backing up uh, some more injuries as well. Blackadder um, under doubt as well going forward. I think Moanga might be all right, but um, they just keep getting knocked around. Yeah, you got to feel peace in Blackadder. You know, he's had a, a heck of a run with injury and. You know, he was just coming back at the right time in such a huge year. So you hope it's not too serious. Um, I think it's a bit of wait and see with him. Zach Gallagher as well being ruled out. Obviously, they lost Mitch Dunge Day and Cullen Grace for the season. So really starting to, to run on the smell of an oily rag with, with their lock forward department and, and indeed guys that can cover the back row too. So as you say, Richie Maunga doesn't look to be too serious. Uh, I think that was the word from Scott Robertson. After the game, so you know, no David Harvey. They've they've been racked <laughs> certainly uh, at the wrong time of the season. But um, yeah, and as I sort of say, like in a way, and, and by, by no means any disrespect to the Fiji and Drua, but had had it been a, a Blues team that they were playing in the quarterfinal, or, or, or be it a Hurricanes or, or maybe even a Brumbies team, or the Reds, you know, it might have been. Um, 
a more thorough affair in terms of the, the toll it took on those Crusaders players. He was able to arrest a few players at the end. Um, I thought some bright spots out of the Crusaders' performance, obviously. Uh, their piece worked really well, uh, despite some of those injuries and being down to 13 players at the end of the game. Cody Taylor, um, I think, could be... Um, you know, if, if, if they can get some ascendancy, some of the, as you know, at set piece, which, you know, is their hallmark, um, and, and, and Taylor gets that right off the back again, he's just in, in some form. And not only that, his athleticism and the way he, he moves around the park has, has been brilliant. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's the old thing with the Crusaders. You know, Scott Barrett, he's going to be solid again. Um, the unfortunate thing for them, of course, is that Sam Whitelock doesn't look like he's going to be playing uh, any further part. Potentially, he might play in a final if they get there, but uh, certainly doesn't look like he'll be playing any part in the semi-finals. So, um, you know, Will Jordan, he's he's uh, he's been relatively, you know, he, has, he probably hasn't hit his best form, has he, since he's been back. So there's, there's things that you can get excited about if you're a Crusaders fan, but going up against this Blues team, it's going to be a titanic battle. And, and I don't know, I, I can't pick it. I think maybe you just tip, maybe you just tip home advantage. Right, OK, let's look at uh, the Brumbies-Hurricanes. Uh, we build it as perhaps uh, the most even match of the round, I think. It's fair to say it proved to be there. The headlines are around about uh, the last minute with uh, Artie's tribe, uh, supposed tribe being uh, disallowed. Uh, first of all, what did you make of that? And did the Hurricanes have other opportunities to win the game? Yeah, look, I felt for Artie Savier, and I think, you know, like... Once, uh, once all has been said uh, after this game, I, I think you look at that post-match interview and if you've ever wondered what it means for someone to play Super Rugby and play for a club, like that, that's a really important interview for somebody to watch, a young kid to watch, you go, well, that's what it means to represent your franchise, represent your region. And, and you know, as you said uh, in, in your build-up, Smithy, um, you know, Ali Savia is as honest as the day is long. So I, I don't... Um, I don't deny that he got that try. I think certainly on first look, uh, it looked like some of the ball got down on the grass. But unfortunately, the longer you look at that, and if you think about it, Nick Berry said no try. And if you're upstairs in the TMO box looking at that, you know, you've got to remember that initial call. And the longer you look at that, you see the hand under the ball. In fact, you see a couple of, couple of hands here and a few other digits. You sort of start thinking, OK, well, he said no try. Is there clear and conclusive evidence that he has scored that? And that is the key thing. No try original call. And I guess you can say from a TMO perspective, well, I can't hand on heart, so there's no, there is clear evidence there. Um, so uh, certainly a tough way to finish. Obviously, he's off to Japan on his sabbatical. But, um, you know, from a, from a hurricane perspective going forward, a lot of bright spots going into next year for, for Clark Laidlaw to work with. Um, but that Brumbies team, um, you know, as you say, like, were there other opportunities? I think there, there might have been for, for the Hurricanes around the park. Artie had an immense game. He was he was everywhere. you got to say, like, some of his assists and setting up Kenny Naholo for that try one himself. He was brilliant. Could have done no more Hurricanes, yes, probably. But the Brumbies, too clinical in the, in the 22. Like, I think going into the game, they were top two uh, in the competition for... Uh, conversion in the 22 with points and you saw that, uh, you know, some of their tries are absolute beauties, uh, the power of Lenikita, um, you know, drawing up the defence of the Hurricanes on the outside of the umbrella defence and allowing some space in the, in the, in the, in the midfield um, and you just have to be so on point with your defence in there but they defended really well but that is a very, very good Brumby team when you've got Tom Wright uh, running right, Deborah Sini I think is playing some of his best super rugby he played the trick of Noah Lulaseo off the bench. Look, Stephen Larkin has got some real trump cards to work with. Wallabies are plenty, and and no, they're going to be. I tell you what, that that game in Hamilton 
Um, it'll be a full house. It should be a full house. It deserves to be because I tell you what, supporting a good Chiefs team, but that is a very, very good Brumbies team too. And I, I tell you that that is going to be a close game. Both of them are going to be close, but that's going to be hard to pick as well. Crusaders Blues Friday night. Then, what do you make of this one, Jeff? As, as I said, I think it that potentially comes down to um, to the home advantage for for the Crusaders. I think a lot's going to depend on. Uh, the uh, the ascendancy that they get, obviously, um, at the breakdown and, and at set piece as well. Obviously, both depowered slightly in, in the locking department uh, with uh, with the Blues having to field. Obviously, James Tucker got uh, sore four coming off the bench and Robertson there too. But um, no Sam Whitelock for the Crusaders uh, is it, huge. I think Scott Barrett obviously is going to rise to the occasion. But you're missing likes of Ethan Blackadder and, um, and Gallagher's had a good year too. So they are down a wee bit in terms of their punch. But as I said, likes of Cody Taylor um, and if Maunga uh, can get a wee bit of a tendency with his game plan, game management uh, and get the Crusaders in the right end of the park, but they'll be very, very hard to stop inside the 22 from, and I know, I know a lot of people aren't fans of, uh, of that line-out drive, including Justin Marshall, but mm. I tell you what, if they can get that, the, uh, the Crusaders go to be pretty happy. I think they might sneak home. The Blues, though, I just wonder the mental side of this. Uh, this was the hurdle they fell out last year, Jeff. Remember, they had that fantastic yeah. unbeaten run, and then they caught the Crusaders when it yeah. mattered most, like they are this year. And I just wonder about yeah. the belief about going down there. Well, I think, you know, and, and this is something that's been talked about in the Blues camp the last couple of weeks uh, in the lead-up to the playoffs, is that I think, as you say, they had, I think, 13, 13 on the bounce coming into the into the uh, the finals last year and obviously up in the, in the in the decider against the Crusaders. But this year, they haven't had it all their own way. They've had plenty of injuries. Leon McDonald has had to sort of work with and and, uh, and tinker with his side. So the depth across the board has been tested a lot. I think Zahn Sullivan has um, has taken some immense strides this year as well. And, and those other guys that have had to come in, the likes of AJ Lamb when Caleb Clark hasn't been available and others have, have come in and, and, um, and really played a hand. So... Despite the fact that they haven't, you know, had a merry old way this year with the win streak, they've, they've been able to bring guys in and go, okay, it's your turn. You step up. You show us what you've got this week. And, and obviously, you cannot talk about the Blues without talking about Mark Delea, the Delea factor. And I think um, that if, if they are going to um, to do something special in Christchurch, um, you know, they're going to have to find a way of containing Mark Delea. And even if Mark Delea has a quiet night, he's going to be drawing two or three wide Crusaders defenders and that's going to create a little bit of space for a guy like Ricky Ioane who's having a blinder of a season a- as well so um, yeah he-, he creates the space and he'll create the time and again like we say with Moonga if uh, the Blues can do that and-, and leave a bit of space for Bowden Barrett to do things then, uh, then it-, it could be the-, the way of the Blues. Bowden Papa Lee I think too Smithy you'd have to agree uh, played out of his skin the other night against Warwick so um, you know, this breakdown is going to be fascinating clash as well. Jeff, Bob, this weekend, of course, uh, Ian Foster comes up with his first squad. We've been talking about the Stevensons. We've been talking, you know, uh, about certain other players. Are, are they going to break through? Are they are the Talia's and Co. Are the Narawa? So are they going to break through the Roy Guards? You got to. I think you have to this year. I think we're we're not in a position uh, in this World Cup, yes, Smithy. I mean, you've been to plenty of them. You know that this year in particular, we've got to try something new. We've got to roll the dice. And I'm not I'm not saying that we shouldn't be uh, giving the back jersey to players that have 
uh, risen to the level for us in the past. We could be, we should be giving it to those guys as well. But you have to start giving it to guys that have performed in Super Rugby because that is that is the point of this competition. It's to produce international players, it's to produce All Blacks. And so if guys have been performing like Imani Narawa and like uh, Mark Talia and Sean Stevenson, you have to give them a crack. You have to see what they're about. So that first squad of the year... Uh, for a uh, rugby championship is going to be fascinating and I think it's the right time to go, OK, you've earned it. Show us what you've got at test level and then it gives you options going into a World Cup, doesn't it? So, um, you know, that they deserve it. And uh, there's a lot of talk around the midfield and this is one thing. Look, personally, I think you have to give a guy like Levi more. You, you have to try someone new because, yes, we've got distributors in midfield. Yes, we've got guys that give you another kicking option, another playmaking option, but... You, you know, like, and I think it was a great loss when we lost Nani Lomapi to New Zealand rugby because I thought he was something different. You know, we, we saw the old firm for so long and, and, and Nono and Smith and what they could do. You had a power game, you had a distributor. Um, and I think, um, yes, we've still got that in some of those other players, but it's sometimes it's not a bad thing to go for a one-trick pony, especially if that pony's going to win you a race. Jeff McTainch, uh, fantastic uh, comments there. I, I look forward to the, the naming of that side as I do these uh, semi-finals this weekend. Thanks for your review, Jeff. Uh, continue your fine work uh, calling the games. Thank you. Good on you, buddy. Thanks, mate.